hurry up and fuck it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cass from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host Roy the Psychopath Scott from Vintage Axeworks. This is the Axeworks Podcast. Yeah, it is. What's up, buddy? Oh, just hanging out. Uh, it's actually been really warm here the last few Dude, days. It's crazy warm. I know it. It's, I would take it, these days, 365 days out of the year. No nice, kidding. Nice and cool in the morning and the evening, and like oh, gets it's up been to so like nice. 70, 75 in the afternoon. Yeah, it's pretty with, crazy. With no humidity and no mosquitoes. Oh, no, dude, I mean it's just it's fucking so nice. perfect. It's so fucking yeah. perfect. It's crazy. You've been busy. Uh, yes, I have been busy. I've been working on some shit. So I, I called you the other day and I, and <laughs> I talked to you for like five seconds. I was just like, uh, what did I, what did I say to you? Hey, you ever Has, get the world ever just fucking feel like it's bearing down on you? <laughs> yeah. What happened? You never even told me what happened. That was the extent of the conversation. So, so I have been working on a couple of super secret uh, epoxy projects and <laughs> they weren't too secret because you posted no, no, no. one the other no <laughs> so that that wasn't one that was not one actually all right let's talk about that one for a second <laughs> so okay <laughs> was there so, little mini dicks in that handle <laughs> yes they're, they're, they're <laughs> is this a is this a vintage axworks custom or did somebody uh request that no so here's what happened so i'm i'm working on this project that i've been working on for a while and you know how fucking things go it's like you got to get this piece you got to get this process down and it's all a learning curve right and i've been on this fucking curve like i said for a few weeks now and i'm i'm working on something that's gonna be really super cool and epoxy is expensive so i did my little project and i had some left over and i thought well what can i do with this and so i just grabbed a board from back in the shop I grabbed um, a Forstner bit and just drilled a big fucking hole in it, like an inch and a half or something like that. And I right. and I sealed up the bottom and I just poured in the remainder of the epoxy for the project. And about a year ago, my buddy James Nish sent me some axes. And in that fucking box of axes, there were a whole bunch of tiny little dicks. Like candy dick, all the, <laughs> all in the package, and I I thought it was so fucking funny. Whenever anyone comes to the shop, I've got a little bowl of them on my workbench, and they're like, "Are these really dicks?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so I just thought, well, I'm gonna throw them in that freaking epoxy, and I'm gonna then I'm gonna take it and cut out a larger diameter. And I'm going to polish it all up, and it'll just be like a paperweight or something for someone's desk. Yeah. Just, just fucking just having fun. Yeah. And then I got to looking at it, and I grabbed one of my templates, and I was like, I could make this part of the fucking handle, and it would be really cool right there on the swell. I'm going to fucking do it. So it just <laughs> just happened to fucking work out. It looked and good. So here's it's the problem. It's a shame there's candy dicks in it. <laughs> So that's that's actually the problem because yeah. I, I hand sanded it up to two thousand grit. 
Right. I put I put it on my buffer and I, I showed that in a reel yeah, yeah, last yeah. night. Well, the the buffing wheel plus the Odie's oil was cutting into the candy and it was dishing it out. No so kidding. I had, so I had to re-sand it. So I went up to 2,000 grit and I had to go back down to 120 to smooth right. out all of the, the shit. Yeah. And then I talked to Byron from Broad River and he's like, oh, dude, you got to put a whole bunch of coats of uh, CA glue on there, like five or seven yeah. coats to like build it up and then lightly sand it off to like lock everything in. So I tried it. And it didn't work either. No? <laughs> no, I, I just got impatient, and I, and I went too fast. And I ended up sanding it all fucking back off. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm just going to hand sand it to 2,000 grit and make it look cool. It's not sealed. It's not yeah. fucking – but – Who cares? I mean, yeah, exactly. Something cool. It's yeah. just something fucking cool. And I got a little head that I put on there, and – I don't even know if I'm gonna sell it or whatever. I mean, like someone hit me up and like, dude, how, <laughs> how much for the dick handle? There you go. <laughs> so seriously, it was just one of those things that happened like spur of the moment. I had some leftover, a couple ounces of epoxy, and was just being stupid. Uh, and I, got it was, a, <laughs> I got a weird question for you because we talked kind of sparingly through the week. Did I ever send you the last three axes I got for you? Because I can't mm. find them anywhere. The Cayuga. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sent me that one. Yeah. I did say. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was looking yeah. for them the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I don't remember sending it. But you got those. I think it was like, it was four of them. You had that double bit, the Cayuga, uh-huh. um, and a couple of other ones in there okay. also. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them. All right, cool. Hell yeah. So we can't talk about the Super Secret Projects? No. I Are they related I to Whiskey River Trading Company? They're not. So this oh, is cool. this this is something that I've been cooking up for a while. Actually, I thought about it a year ago. Awesome. But just kind of the logistics of it's um it's kind of difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and I've been building a lot of shit just to be able to fucking do it, and it's all a process. So when's it coming out? When are we gonna see it? When is the when is the re- big reveal well, gonna happen? Well, I had another catastrophic failure today. Oh, that's good. That's all part of learning. Well, so here, here's the problem. Um, so the first, the first one that I did, everything turned out great. And when I was hanging the fucking head, the piece of wood that I had chosen for it, yeah. not it, it's all crazy. This crotch green stuff, it's all gnarly. And I was hanging the head one last smack of the butt, and the fucking handle where there was no epoxy in the eye just snapped completely off, completely unrelated to all Dude. the epoxy work. You need to get, you need to invest in a big ass arbor press. Like Liam was talking about on the last episode where he presses his handles in. There's no more impact, no more bending. Speaking of Liam, Jesus, yeah. what a, what a good dude. What a yeah, great no, episode. No kidding. And Love, yeah, that, guy, that guy's great, man. So it, it's funny that you mentioned that again, because I was uh, listening to it. So the show, that show hasn't officially been released since you and I have been talking but I listened to that part where he was explaining what he was doing, and, and you were making fun of me. You're like, you have no idea. It what didn't he's look. Talking. It didn't <laughs> look like you knew what he was talking about when he and, was explaining and, it. I was like, I understand and, exactly what he's saying, but so I didn't, and I'm still a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> 
Liam, Liam, put up a video for Roy, please. Post a video on Instagram and tag he'll, Roy in it so he can see what you're doing. He'll never show that. That's too good to show. <laughs> he might show it. No, that was good. Liam was a good, good episode. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah. I see, I see uh, you're making progress on your shop. You got the dude. The, sheet the metal roof going up. is done. It's done. Good. We're under roof completely. It's done. That's All, everything awesome. else, everything else now is just making it pretty. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. it's like the fun shit. It's like the easy mm-hmm. shit. Like putting up quarter walls. We're gonna wall in the backside where the so the whole reason I, I didn't really show that much of it, which I don't I don't know why, but so off of the existing roof, which is twenty four foot wide, we came off another twelve feet to fully roof in the top of the um shipping container that's right next to the to the yeah, new building. And, and you're gonna and, do the little lofty thing. Yeah, there? so which is already filled to the brim. I already have that filled oh, up. Jesus. Yeah. So I put um we never have a spot for lumber around here, so uh, I de- designated this one sixteen foot gap to put how lumber much, up there. How much fucking lumber do you all have? Well, as we're building this thing, you know the the walls. Oh, lumber, are... lumber to build. I thought you were talking yeah, about lumber so, for projects. No, no, no. We don't have a spot to store lumber to keep it dry after we buy it, but now we do. So the wall spacing is sixteen foot apart. So we have sixteen foot boards and we have twelve foot boards all the time that, flo- floating around that, here. That's really nice. Yeah, so I just literally just forklift them up on top of the container. I put them on uh, pallets, and they're just it's super simple now. And I got pallets of tools up there now that have been floating around the shop. And yeah, dude, everything's under now. I'm super happy. It was like this big giant weight off my shoulders to get all that shit done. And uh, yeah, we rocked it out. Me, Matt, and uh, Ilya and Mike helped some, and yeah, we crushed it. The thing's done. And now it's like I don't have to like worry because like. You know, sometimes around Halloween, it can snow. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the last, actually, it's weird. The last day, it got really, really cold the last day we were putting all the roofing up, and it freaking snowed. But it didn't amount to anything, but it started snowing. And it was like, I was like drilling in the last oh, panel God. as it was snowing. <laughs> so now all we got to do is um, wall in one side that faces the field because the wind comes across there like crazy in the winter. And uh, the rest of it's going to remain open, I guess, for the winter. We'll see how. See how crazy the snow gets. If it's anything like last year, we didn't we didn't even get a dusting really. So we'll just see. But it's a huge amount of stress off of my shoulders. Oh, I have. imagine. Yeah. yeah. So. So I know that you want this to be like a community space where you're going to have events and people come there and hang out and everything. Yeah. Are you do you plan on putting some permanent fixtures in there, like a big giant forge or yes. like like yes. what's your what's your like kind of lofty plans? So the open the open space, like I said, is twenty four foot wide okay. and forty eight feet deep. And it's it's twenty four foot wide now. Next year it's gonna extend another twenty feet, so it'll be forty four by forty eight under roof. Jeez. So uh, um uh half of the well I shouldn't say half, probably a quarter or a third of the um, floor space is going to be concrete. And mm-hmm. that's going to make, we have a 15 foot steel table out there and we're going to put, um, we're working on deals right now for some very, very large hammers. We actually have deals in the works that are going to be just uh, for the shop. Yeah. Just for the shop. Yeah. And um, we're like, of course, like what kind of hammers are we talking Oh, uh, well, I, I have my heart set on a, a Chambersburg utility hammer, which runs off of air. They're very, very quiet. And I'm mm-hmm. like on the hunt for one. I got, I kind of have a lead on one. 
And there's also some uh, other self-contained hammers, uh, kind of like similar to the Anyang that we have, mm-hmm. but an American hammer. And um, <laughs> we're gonna. Well, it's not. It's not that I, I prefer like a German uh, hammer. Dude, too, of course you anyway. do. Yeah, it's fine. but but um no. So and then the forge. I think I'm just gonna custom build a forge with that. Uh, as far as like the main coal forge out there i'm gonna build a forge around that 145 pound fire pot that i got that's like insane everybody wanted to buy that thing and i was like how uh-huh. do you how do you price a fire pot that's gonna last longer than all of us will be alive i mean it's four <laughs> inches thick it's four holy inches shit thick yeah like a standard fire pot is like uh-huh. half inch maybe three quarter okay. at most this is four inches thick it weighs 145 pounds it's stupid crazy so dial so, me in on scale compared to what you have right now. Oh, what I have now is just like a uh, cast iron. I mean, I have a, I have like a Holy grail coal forge, but I'm going to, the fire pot, which is where everything, all the magic happens. is mm-hmm. just like fire brick on mine. It's just fire brick cut at 45 degree angles to create a fire pot. Now this one was manufactured by a company where they actually casted the whole thing and made it four inches thick. So basically I'm going to just build it around that. And it's just going to be like a big ass, like think about like a five by three foot uh, table. And then this, uh-huh, fire yeah, pot, yeah. this fire pot, just dead smack in the middle of it. So you can run like big giant pieces of iron and coal if you want to. And, but that's all later down the road. I'm not, we're still, we still got to do a little bit of groundwork um, to get everything leveled up because we didn't, we didn't uh, level the ground as good as I mean the 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 buildings level because it's on pilings but uh or pylons but the um ground itself needs to be leveled a little bit so as we get the concrete done and the um groundwork done then we'll start filling it with shit right now I'm keeping it kind of light and well your shop right now like from one side to the other there's like a three foot fucking Dude, drop isn't there's there? a it's like a um <laughs> what is it 20 28 inch drop from one corner to the other so when yeah, I there you go this, when i bought this place the guy just put that building up literally just to park his truck and from the snow mm-hmm. and they did no groundwork whatsoever in there yeah so the new place we just put up isn't nearly that bad i think it's i think i want to say it's like 14 inch difference from one side to the other which over the course, over the span of 24 feet, isn't that bad. But once you tighten it up, but either way, that's all going to be straightened out. Hopefully within the next week or so, um, we're going to get all that straightened out, and then we got to get ready for a big, a big concrete pour. So we're gonna we're gonna pour concrete in the shape of an L, pretty much. So like yeah. 24 feet long, and then uh, it'll kick off into 90 right there and cover the 12 or 20. I'm sorry, it'd be 48 feet long and then 24 foot wide. Get, get it together. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's so, where all the machines and shit will go and stuff that needs to be level. Other than that, the remaining floor is going to be um, millings. That's what we use for everything is just asphalt millings. Okay. So so are you guys going to form it all up and then call in? Uh, no, 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 no. The guy that no, – we don't <laughs> – <laughs> no, no. It stopped at roofing Dude, and you're let done? Let me tell you something. This is like an act of the, uh, the Messiah coming oh, when God. we put this building up. We were st- All three of us were just standing back like because none of us have ever built anything that big. And it was just like, holy shit, you know? And then, uh, yeah, we still got some groundwork to do and everything. But other than that, I mean, the roof was the biggest part that was all 
and it all came together. It was crazy. We stand back and look at it, and like the, the measurements line up and everything. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. We had of shit but yeah i remember that, you saying that yeah, like that like was Ilya all put like a wall or something like three different times or something well we put we put the first section of roofing we did three different times but that's yeah. just because we didn't know what we were doing but we, we we had to get everything square and because the building's uh 20 foot tall it's just like you gotta pull corners and square everything up and we don't know how to do construction shit so whatever Shuck, we got it shocker <laughs> <laughs> no we got it though we got it before the snow <laughs> I set out to do it, and um, I actually went back and looked at my stories. They poured the footers in July. July 1st, they poured the footers. Okay. And here we are, I guess, November 1st, I would have been completely done. So that's not too bad for no, like, and, and, an entire building construction in less well, than... Well, yeah, and you're, you're, the guys are cranking in the shop. You, you and Mike are on the hunt for tools. You had yeah. a, you had a big sale. So like you had a lot of shit going yeah. on. And so, I mean, I, you and I, I just, I attribute you and I not talking as much, uh, because I know that here lately, We're because all fucking busy. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Both of us so are always whenever busy, you have yeah. a little bit of free time, you're out there working on the shop or doing something. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. Uh, today me and mike were working on that power hammer project we built a foundation for it out of um four by four lumber because we have to there's a big giant cast iron motor mount which i think we talked about in one of the podcasts mm -hmm. and the hammer itself the motor and we want i wanted all of that to be on one single foundation so we built um we took uh 10 four by fours i think or 15 four by fours and just drilled a hole all the way through them in three different sections and put five foot uh and just lag all bolts or, yeah no we used all well, thread so the piece yeah. of all thread goes through every single board and bolted that all together we just got the hammer set back up on top of that tonight and got the motor mount mocked up and then we are going to mike's coming in tomorrow he's going to clean up the motor mount we have the um rubber still over at the machinist these things have been a, such a pain in the ass the cushions and uh, he's supposed to start on those tomorrow. So hopefully by the end of the week, we, what do you we mean? counted on. What do you mean what? start on the rubbers? So I thought he had bought, to I thought um, buy new ones. We did, but they have to be turned down. So he's got to turn them on his lathe because you can't just buy like this exact size. You can get like oversized ones. Uh, so, okay. yeah, that's been a cluster and that, that kind of held us up for a long time. And then it's just going to be a matter of putting the rubbers back in. The hammer's already restored and ready to go. And then bolting a motor on the thing and start figuring it out and playing with it and tuning it and everything. And then it'll be available for sale. So what's the timeline on that thing? Uh, next This time next week, we should be done. So by the time you guys listen to this podcast, we should be done with it. Wow. Because these are about a week behind. So, yeah, that's it. For, everything goes according to plan. Everything's been going smooth so far on it, so we're right there. Well, that's when things are going to fuck up. I know, I know. <laughs> it's going to happen. I sold that little, uh, the green 50-pound little giant. A guy named Mike came down from Long Island. Super cool guy. Uh, his name's actually Mike the Knife Johnson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Mike, from prison? Is he out of prison, too? No, he's <laughs> like, from, like, the furthest, furthest tip in Long Island. I think, I believe it was just called... The tip. Or Orient City, I believe is what it was called. And um, yeah, he made the trek down here. I think it was like six hours, five and a half, six hours to come get that hammer. Man, was he the right guy for that hammer. 
What's he, he got like, planned? He he's a he's a blacksmith for the last or a bladesmith for the last twenty years. He makes Damascus knives and everything, and he's he's been looking at the Chinese self-contained, and he's just like, man, I got I couldn't. I had I'm, I'm into hot rods. I'm into motorcycles. I'm into right. old cars. He said I had to buy an old machine. So 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 that's really in, so two things. One, I um uh my I've become friends with this guy uh, up the road. His name that is I don't Terry. Believe at all. Well, okay. that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> his name's Terry Wiseman Crossing. He uh he's a woodworker. He's got uh, a CNC router um, and. He's the one that has supplied me with these uh, Paduke blanks, okay? Okay. Uh, and he came over a couple nights ago, and he was just like – he sent me a text. He's like, dude, I'm just really in the mood for some pizza. And I was like, yeah, come on over. Like, pizza and beer. Let's fucking do it. And he was like – he wrote back, and he was like, oh, like, right now? And I was like, yeah, why not now? And he's like, Let's well, go. I have let's... no friends. Come over to Seriously, my house. Please come and hang out with me. Please. I'm desperate. <laughs> So, no, um, so he ended up coming over the next day, and he's walking around the shop and taking a look around. He's like, man, it's really fucking cool that you have all these old machines. Um, you know, you're doing all your work on really cool old machines um, because he's got all brand new machines and everything. But the the thing that I find interesting is that so I've seen that fucking Ang Yang hammer in yeah. so many people's shop, and it's – and I don't know. Are people like reluctant to say, "Oh, I got an Ang Yang. It's from no, China." No, they're they're great hammers. They're great hammers. They do what they're supposed to do. Um, what it is is they're readily available, so you can literally call up and just like swipe your card and get one. You so don't have, you don't have to hunt. There's a guy, so is there like dealer, a one guy that imports them? Yeah, there's a dealer in Texas, um, and yeah, he. He brings them over here and and does a little bit of work to them and gets some uh, puts some motors on them and all that stuff. And Why are you smiling and oh <laughs> nothing? I, no, I'm fine. They're, they're just they're Chinese hammers. For, and they're, for the they're... listeners, he's giving me this. The, stop fucking talking. He's they're giving me ch- the cutthroat. They're fine. They're fucking fine. How <laughs> Chris is on the spot they're now. Fine. Oh, they're fine. Readily shit. available hammers. That's all there is to it. You can call them up. You get one. Um, so if you go into someone's shop, and, and and I've said this many times before about my shop, that your shop is a character in itself. Like your right. shop is a very – it's a character. Like we're yeah. talking about the flooring. It's all yeah. fucked up. It's dirt floor. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. know the story. So whenever you come into a fucking – like someone – like let's just imagine you're working on fucking old hot rods and like old yeah. Harleys and Indians or something. Do you want to see an Ang Yang in the corner <laughs> or a 50 pound yeah, I got giant? I mean, yeah, it's I just like, it becomes part of the story, you know, yeah. and That's it's just more romantic. That's almost exactly what this guy, uh, Mike said, uh, that bought that little giant from me. He's like, man, when I saw the manufacturer, cause he was all tattooed up, he goes, I saw the machinery is. label. He said, I wanted to get that machinery label tattooed on me before I even bought the goddamn hammer. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so he was the he was the right guy for that hammer. And he's he's already um he bought quick change dies on it and uh that was pretty much all it needed. He he's like, What can we what can we do with the die situation? I said, Oh, call Little Giant. They have quick quick change dies you can buy right now. And 
he just sent me a video last night of him with the, he put the quick change dies on there and he's working away, making the masses. He brought a couple pieces that he made. And I mean, that dude makes some beautiful knives. That's badass. Yeah, man. So everything's so, so good. But, he, but he's no Hoffman. He's not making his own dies just in his spare time. <laughs> no. no. Jesus. That was nuts. Yeah, that, that was, was nuts. seriously nuts. That was the biggest thing I took away from that conversation. Well, I took a lot away from that conversation. One, he was a lot more humble than I expected him to be. And um, him doing all his own machining was like, oh, I know. holy shit. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously. Like, that's a task in itself. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to go down that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that balance in between, but I just don't want to go down that mm-hmm. road of like getting a whole nother set of tools. It's not that I'm lazy. I just don't, it's not, I don't have any interest in it. Honestly, it doesn't, yeah. like, it doesn't, don't get me wrong. I love seeing when beautiful machine work is done to metal, but it just doesn't get me like going or anything. I'm just like, Oh, I want a lathe or a mill. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of that stems from me doing uh, body work all these years and having everything has to be perfect and shit. And it's like, I don't want to be perfect anymore. I don't want to have straight, perfect lines anymore. And shit gives me nightmares. You know, um, so we don't have cable. Uh, we don't have TV. We we just, we don't either Netflix. Um, yeah. But whenever I was traveling with my wife and Amazon, do you have Amazon? Yeah. 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 Dude, have you watched the boys? I, no, and I'm and I'll tell you why. I'm just oh my oh, god, dude. Is it good, dude? It is. It is. Yes, it's good, but it is totally not what anybody thinks it is. It's like it is a superhero, but it's like the anti-superhero movie, mm-hmm. and it is like vulgar and disgusting and in your All face right. and crazy. But no, but 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 it's funny you bring that up because. I was actually getting bored. Like a lot of times I'll just go scroll through YouTube because my phone is, you know, with all the smart TVs they are like linked to your phone now. Right. Yeah. And I'll just flip through YouTube and just pop something up on TV. And, uh, but yeah, Amazon, that prime thing. I mean, I just start. that was the only thing I really watched on it. And I was just like, Holy shit, this show is crazy. <laughs> so I, I saw, a preview for it or something i don't know yeah. and then i then i got online and i looked and it got really really high ratings like yeah rotten tomato stuff or whatever um but here's the thing i am which so... i don't believe that shit all the time too. <laughs> because there's some really good movies that they Hell get yeah. shit reviews to yeah you're 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 absolutely right fuck but... rotten tomatoes what were you saying i'm sorry i'm i i am personally so fucking over superhero movies like oh yeah yeah i get you they have just run that genre into the fucking ground it's crazy they it is crazy though but there's there's a really good super like i don't even want to say superhero it's kind of like new super it's called hunters with fucking al pacino in it Dude, that that show, I watched the whole thing, but it came out. It is yep. fucking crazy. It's awesome. Dude, I, you know, I loved it. I think a lot of that happened. I think that's oh, absolutely a real did, yes. I think that's a real thing yeah. that really happened. But yeah, yeah. go ch- go ch- we're not going to talk about it on the show, but go check out <laughs> Hunters for Great any of you that are show. It's a crazy show. Jesus, did you finish it? Yeah, 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 of course. Oh, the end. Is I like, was just glued to it. Like, dude, like the, uh, play, 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 play. Yes, that is exactly what we did. Yeah. But the end of it totally, like, screwed Mind your fuck. head. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. God, dude. Yeah, there's been a couple flicks like that. And I'm not, like, 
I think I, we're like like I think the older I get, I could give a fuck about watching a movie. But yeah. these series, they like suck you in, especially if they're like. But they gotta be like super off the wall. Like I can't get into like romantic comedy or any of that shit. Like they gotta be like weird, crazy. A lot of people have to be talking about it. Project Runway. <laughs> Make it work. How many seasons of Project Runway have you and your wife watched? Oh man, so many. That's so fucking good. <laughs> I'm so fortunate that Amy just loves to read books and she yeah, can give a fuck about looking at the television. <laughs> she reads books till like four o'clock in the morning on the weekends. Oh my God. It's crazy. But, hey, where all this was going, because I said we don't have fucking TV. Yeah. Um back when we were um spending so many nights in hotels with her work. Uh, I would watch American Pickers and right. uh, just, you know, just that normal like in uh, Forge and Fire and just all those typical shows. But Mike, the the, the thing that I was going to say is that Mike Wolf said something. I can't even remember how it tied in. But the point was his he said perfection is easy. And we were, we were talking about something before we started down this little uh, movie. Right movie rabbit hole i can't remember but because you were saying something about something being perfect oh body work you like it has to be yeah perfect. yeah yeah it has to be perfect and mike wolf said perfection is easy and, it, and it's absolutely true like you scroll through instagram people fixing anything or whatever it's you're, you're looking at perfection and i, I i'm convinced what go ahead you think people should show more of their failures? Well, yeah, of course they should. No, because nobody wants to look at that, though. <laughs> Dude, it's the some, society we live in, man. I know. Nobody wants the fucking beautiful shot, the fucking great shit. You know, it's just like I, I think in some ways it's like a we're gonna take a Jeff Jeff Fader fucking psychological turn here. I think in some ways people's sh- lives are fucked and they want to see if other people's lives are fucked too (laughs) that's what it is i swear to god i think that's what it is like you post something that you think's amazing and great and it's like people don't people don't give a shit yeah (laughs) but you post something like mediocre and like people are like oh that's the coolest thing ever you're like i do it every fucking day (laughs) i know seriously it's fine though it's fine so we appreciate everybody liking our axe pictures and dragon twist bottle openers. That yeah, we, how'd those go? Oh, they're fine. I mean, every time I do them, they they do fine. They do well. I appreciate every single person that buys them. I think they're. I think it's great. I, I got a lot of um. Uh, oh shit! It doesn't matter. This <laughs> people the same day that I I said they were available, someone else did them and and said they were available as well and like I, the what D, DMs like blowed up fifteen people. Someone's I appreciate ripped, every single one of you guys. Yeah, someone's it, ripping it off like, your design. Yeah, same I day. I didn't care though because like yeah, Matt, okay. Matt Harris. Look, it's essentially just like what we talked about with Jeff was on. I essentially ripped it off Matt Harris, who gave me permission to use it because nobody else was doing it. But these guys are, like, blatantly fucking, like, the same day. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate everybody that sent me that DM of that guy's post. But his looked like absolute shit. (laughs) I didn't care. That's why I didn't care. Because I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, if that guy 
sells them, that's great for me because mine looks so much better and, you know, whatever. But no, I, I like everybody trying it and doing it. It doesn't get me, I don't care. Like, I don't care about the competition part of it. I mean, if you want the best one, you go to the fucking source, right? That's right. Yeah, so doesn't matter. Please keep posting them and keep trying them and keep DMing them. I, I appreciate it, guys. It's very inspiring to me. And for all of you that uh, sent me the DMs to, about the other guy, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. The pie is big enough for everybody. You sounded just like Jeff Fader whenever you said that. It's but fine. It's, it fine. Is fine. it's fine. I don't care. So someone someone had made a comment on one of my posts whenever I was doing some Odie's oil you or something. You haven't had any haters lately. I've been waiting uh, for like – you haven't had no flack. Nobody's been giving you any shit. Did well, you block them all? You got them all blocked. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not trying to tone it down, but I am trying to – not hold my tongue but yeah, like yeah, yeah. like Don't. at what point does it need to be elevated yeah right? like I i'm not gonna you. fuck it i'm not gonna pop snap. off and yeah. snap just for like shock value i'm not a total fucking asshole i mean if it's warranted yeah of course i'm not gonna let someone slide but i'm not gonna go out of my way just to say hey go fuck yourself because you know someone said one little negative comment or something and here's an example like i was doing the odies thing and, and this guy was like, man, I love it. It's awesome, but I just don't want to pay that much for it. And my response was, um, what is it? it's only like 37 bucks for a jar. I, and, <laughs> and I it just lasts said, like through hundreds a year. and hundreds of fucking ass Yeah, handles. exactly. Yeah. And all I said was perfection. Th- there's a price for perfection. Yeah. I mean, like, it's that's fucking amazing. That's a. In the grand scheme of things, that is a very cheap price to pay for a Seriously. quality product. Too. Yeah, I've had, I've this is my second jar that I've been on. So uh, yeah. one jar a year. And You're you getting see to the bottom. Much, I, getting I know to the I'm bottom. getting. Well, thanks for trolling my feed and like, mm, he's getting pretty low. <laughs> You're stirring it up with your little paint stick and shit. I'll I just see. leave that stick in there all the time. Dude, it's great. we have we it. have a can here now. I haven't even tried it. I got to do some hammers this week though, and I I re- really am going to try it. So someone told me, and I don't know who it is, and I'm not making this up, and I tried to fucking dispute it, but someone said, I really wish Chris would make some more of those wrought iron hammers with uh, the the forge welded faces on there because those are fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm going to make some more. They're, they're, very, they're a pain in the ass. I have to make 14, and I've told people like – you have to make I, like why? Where where did this number come from? People people I have fourteen people that want them right now. Oh 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 oh! I thought you were just that being are like arbitrary. ready to go. But I'm like, I said the end of December, middle of January, because oh, that's shit. how bad I don't want to do them right now. <laughs> but, so I started I started prepping everything. So again, by the time you guys hear this, because we we record a week ahead, uh, I'll probably already have some up and. I'm not going to have anything that's available though, because everything's everything's already going to be spoken for until I. And by the time I get to that 14 number, you're going you to be. Yeah. You probably won't see another rod iron hammer for a while. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be hating life. Yeah, we still do. Me and Ilya are going to make a. We have a customer that wants a 30 pound. Did we talk oh about God. that on here? No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, I got a guy that wants a 30 pound uh, sledgehammer. So that's going to be fun. Are you going to hang it or just send him the head? No, we're going to hang it and shit. Jeez Louise. On like a four by four. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No, you've hung, you've hung some big, big heads before. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, but shipping it, you, you, it would be. Oh, he's way- not. He's not that. Uh, he's an hour and a half from me. He's gonna come ah, pick it up. Yeah, he's gonna come pick it up. Actually, I don't even think it's an hour and a half. It's probably an hour. But um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting because I want to make um some wrought iron anvils, whether it be steak anvils or uh regular conventional anvils. And this is kind of le- leading me into that because a hammer is not as like crazy. You don't have to get like crazy with the, I mean, you can get crazy with the details, but more or less it's going to be, is that Joey? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I got Colt, I got Colt right here. I'm trying to keep, keep calm. But anyway, um, so no, that the 30 pound hammer is going to be a good, um, learning process for us for uh eventually making wrought iron anvils with tool steel tops that's fucking awesome are you yeah you should you should hook up with michael hoops and like do something really Dude, cool together mike's got, mike's got it down he's doing he's doing his own cool shit he doesn't need anybody Dude, Mike's the man so he called me the other day we we're talking about some beaumont stuff and uh uh like every now and then he he comes across my feed and right at the moment where my wife is sitting next to me and I'm like, and I just show her a skull anvil that he's making. Yeah. And and she's like, Oh my God, that's so fucking awesome. So when I was talking to him on the phone, I was like, dude, whenever you do another run of those, just put me fucking down. I want one. I fucking love it. And, uh, he was like, yeah, man, it's awesome. No problem. I'll do it. And then, uh, I was like, I really, really want one of those Sawyer anvils that you're, that you're making also. But, my wife doesn't really care about those, so I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and he was like, and he goes, "Well, everything's better with the skull on it." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you're right, you're right." Uh, <laughs> those, those things are so fucking cool, man. Yeah, I love they them. Are. Do you gotta take the dog out? No, I'm in the shop. The door's open. He's running uh. in and out. He, oh, I, we we had to take my car up to the shop today to you know just general maintenance stuff and. It, Joey has just been in fucking psycho mode all goddamn day today. Um, like he's out of his routine. I didn't take him on his walk uh, today. Uh, I gotcha. So, Crazy. Yeah. Um. But Michael, you Oops. should like you, you should really like do something like michael hoops inspired something or whatever just try to like i don't know it'd wait be awesome. it is hoops isn't it i'm it, it saying it hoops. wrong and you're saying yeah. it right <laughs> yeah like why do you keep calling him hoops that's right it is, it is. it's h-o-o-p-s though so i'm gonna call him hoops <laughs> what whenever funny. he was talking to me i know he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah no, no no whenever he was talking to me the other day he yeah. said his name was michael hoops and I was like, I thought your name was Michael Hoops. And he's like, well, it is, but, you know, every, like people like Chris are too dumb. They don't he's know. Just, yeah, he's just conforming to what everybody calls it. Seriously. He's like, call me whatever you want. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Speaking of, uh, I know we talked about Jeff a little bit there. And um, uh, Jeff's, Jeff's episode with, um, oh, my gosh, Nico Tavernisi on the Full Blast podcast. Did you listen to that yet? No, I haven't. Holy shit, it's so good. I had to call him and tell him. So for those of you that are listening to this, listen to Jeff's podcast with Nico. Nico and Jeff did a podcast 10 years ago called The Downward Spiral. Those dudes, that was such a good, good, good freaking episode. I mean, it was it was good. Nico's a um, set photographer for all these uh, really cool movies. He did all he did all the Joker shit. He did like uh I think he did like Fifth Element or something, and like he's done a bunch of crazy movies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but no, super great interview. Those guys have the coolest chemistry. You can tell they're just like best friends. And uh, yeah, it was a good show. So hmm. go listen to that awesome. if you guys haven't. The I don't know why. Spiral. I just said I, that's what they used to call the podcast. But they said he said it was a complete clusterfuck when they did it, and it was like three hours long. Oh, God. Yeah, so I can imagine trying to fill three hours of time is like, you know, that's crazy. Didn't Nine Inch Nails come out with a record called The Downward Spiral? Yeah, which was a great record, by the way. Was it? Oh, super great record, yeah. I don't don't think Nine Inch Nails ever put out a good record. Jesus Christ, we're not We can't get into this right now. Can't get into this. Your scope Uh, of music is Hank Williams Jr. and fucking Rage Against the Machine. No. That's it, Roy. That's your scope. I don't listen to Hank Williams Jr. I listen to Hank Williams Sr. and Hank 3. Hank 3, but not Jr. I mean, maybe every now and then a song will pop up, but no. Pretty Little Hate Machine. Pretty Little Hate Machine. That was the Nine Inch Nails record. I think that came out in 1992. And they had that one big fucking song on there. uh, Head Like a Hole. Head Like a Hole. There it is. And Downward Spiral, I'm Gonna Fuck You Like an Animal. What was the name of that song? Can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's what everybody knows. But, uh, fuck those guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Roy can't stand speak Trent for all parties of this podcast. <laughs> I don't like Nine Inch Nails. That's okay. It's ter- everybody it's likes terrible music. What they like. I love it's it. Ter- yeah, I, coming from the guy who likes I fucking traditional it. old world folk music, fucking Dude. river dance tap shit. And you like Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> I do. I went through an industrial phase when I was in my teen years. I went through an industrial phase. Yeah, you I, I had black guys. I didn't say emo. I, I, didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say emo phase. I was listening to a lot of electronic rock industrial music back in the Okay, aside from Nine Inch Nails, who? 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 Oh, Jesus. You don't want to. Just give me one other band Frontline Assembly. You don't want to go down this rabbit hole with me. It's a crazy, crazy. There was a yeah. lot of, yeah, that that genre of music was crazy, and it died, which is sad, but it was good. There's music. only one industrial band that I would ministry. ever ministry. It's yeah, a, it's, it's the only right. band that I would claim any like. Thieves. Yeah. What? So Thieves wasn't that the name of their album? The, the like old, old, old album. I only know two of the records, and it's from the 90s whenever I was listening to it as a kid. Uh, Psalm 69 and uh, The Land of Rape and Hunting. Maybe aside, Psalm 69. Aside from those two records, I have no idea. I think Psalm 69 was uh, the it's album a, that that song was on. Great record. Yeah. Jesus built my hot rod. Fucking yes. Thank yeah. You. We can agree on that. Ministry right. is my shit. I love ministry back in the day. Dude, I don't I was, see you I got, listening to that. Oh, yeah, dude. Shit. Yes. <laughs> Ministry, okay. Skinny Puppy, Wumps Gut. There was all kinds of what? Shit. Oh yeah, I've never heard of these bands. Ah uh, yeah, man. There was there was a weird. Oh dude, we were talking about before we started. We're all over the place here. That's fine. I know. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Um, this is I us. got this is stuck on this. I got stuck on the the Explorer page on Instagram. I don't know. Oh if yeah, yeah, go, yeah. But I was watching um, Bugatti test the f- of 3D printed calipers. And for anybody that doesn't know what a caliper is, it's the part that holds your brake pad and basically uh, puts pressure on your brake pads and lets your car stop or your vehicle stop and, you know, pads connect with the rotor. But anyway, they were testing these 3D printed, so it's solid one-piece caliper 
So it's it, plastic it, with pistons inside of no, it. No, no, no. It's uh, it was it was it was three D printed metal or aluminum. One of how them. Do, how do they do that? I don't know how they're doing it yet. I don't know the specifics on it. They have they've been talking about it on some other podcasts. I've listened. I I really haven't watched a video of how they're doing it or any of that shit. I think it's like down to the like the dust, like the three D printing. The I don't know. I could be wrong. Like they're actually shooting the dust and it's getting molten and then creating. Really? Yeah. But anyway, they tested this thing up to 400 miles per hour. And I'm sitting there watching Holy the video. Shit. And, I was, and they do, so it's not actually on a car. It's just on the brake rotor. On right, the right, axle. right. And they're like spinning in it. Like a closed room with a big shield exactly. around it. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm looking at it. And the thing goes, they have a temperature gauge on the rotor. The rotor goes to uh, 2,000 degrees. Okay. Which, like, 2,200 starts to melt shit. Like, okay. molten. And the rotor, so, so at 400 miles an hour, they slam on the brake. They just like, fuck. like you would be lock in your them car. Up. Lock them up. Lock them up. Dude, this rotor just turns into like this circle of lava. <laughs> and it's just like, it's literally just this spinning ball of fire that's going 400 miles an hour. They don't actually stop it all the way. They go down to like, I don't know, like that. But the, the whole point of the video was to show the caliper that was 3D printed, whatever it was made out of, was, like, not heating up at all. Was it made out of magic? It was magic. <laughs> seriously, like, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. How could it not be heated up? I with don't no know. Rotors it, I mean, it was heating up. up, but it wasn't heating yeah. up to the to the molten state like the, the rotor and the pads were turning into. And they did That's it, like, weird. twice. It was super crazy to watch, but, like... I don't know. Sometimes I'll flip through that shit. Like you, you get a, on some of those tech, um, mm-hmm. those like uh, tech accounts and shit, and they show yeah. you like weird viral videos. But that was like one of them. And I, I don't know. I go down that rabbit hole. That and like animals. I'll get on like. <laughs> what? It'll be like you know, like the guys like going like, through the safari, and they're no. like, oh, we run into this lion that's like eating a fucking snake or something i don't know i look at that shit sometimes i would love to see what your explore page looks like compared to mine (laughs) totally crazy i'll I'll put it to you this way there is absolutely zero blacksmithing stuff on there (laughs) mine and mine has very little of axe content mine is like old fords tattoos and fly fishing (laughs) see i'm gonna tell you the first thing that pops up so here's what's interesting about this explore. The first page. thing now, pops up, Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I look at a lot of MMA stuff, oh, so geez. I don't know why. I used to be into MMA a long time ago, but I got out of it. But every once in a while, I'll go on this. Well, no, what got me on that was looking at um, so Tyson and Roy Jones. I know that's exactly right, dude. Those Tyson is he, he is, he is not, fucking ripped, dude. He is not human. That dude is a he's robot. not. So <laughs> I. I was I like to watch old boxing clips like yes uh, same here in, yes um, and then you watch it, like the old Muhammad Ali Muhammad shit. Ali yeah yep. and um and old fucking Tice like when he yep. when he was real fucking young and because 80s. I so I grew up with Mike Tyson yeah um, and. Wait, wait, wait. Saw, no, no, no. You grew up in the same time. I grew up. I grew up <laughs> watching Mike. Yeah, Tyson. yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out on Nintendo. Mike Tyson right. was huge. I mean, everyone loved Mike Tyson until yeah. he was an asshole, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I saw him on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan has those clips on YouTube. It's like, you know, like yeah, the ten, little, a, yeah, the like 10 minute clips or whatever. And Dude, those he's, are addicting. They fucking those are. are addicting. He's a genius. But anyway, but I saw him. 
I saw Joe Rogan interviewing Mike Tyson yeah. months ago, and Mike Tyson's like, I, I can't, I can't get into working out. I, I change into an animal. I can't do it. Yeah, and then the next him. time he sees him, he's like, Dude, you're fucking fighting. Shit. He shredded. And and he was like, You're the one that told. Like I told you this was gonna happen. I went for a run, and yeah. now I'm, I'm in fucking fight mode. Dude, <laughs> you know what? It's it's really crazy. I don't listen to like a ton of podcasts. I listen to like our boys podcast and stuff like that, but Tyson has a really good podcast. Yeah, the hot boxing. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, he he gets some guys on there that it's, he tell he, he because like he can say whatever he wants. I know because it. Because he's Tyson. Nobody's going to stand up. Like, Dude. There's yeah. no rebuttal you can have against Tyson. It's just like, here we go. I, yeah, I, can, I could not believe how good of shape he is in. I think he's, what, 53 or something like that now? i tell now? you what. Yeah. I was looking at videos of him yesterday training and Roy Jones Jr. And I'm like... Dude, if I was Roy Jones Jr., I'd be calling that fight off. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't care how much I'm getting paid. I'm not getting hit by that monster, dude. That guy looks – he is, like, in crazy good shape. It's going to be exciting, though. I'm, I'm genuinely going to watch it because I – So I it's, like... been po- it's been postponed and pushed back several times now, right? So when when is the actual fight? Do the, you know? The last time I saw it was, like, Thanksgiving weekend or the weekend after Thanksgiving. So that would okay. be the 28th. I believe okay. it's a Saturday, but um, it's it's been moved a lot. Yeah, let me see. I, Hold up right now. I want. Yeah, I want it still says eleven twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, I want to see that fight Saturday, so fucking bad. No, I know it's gonna be cool. It's either gonna be cool or it's gonna suck. <laughs> like, Dude, it's gonna not. Oh uh, yeah. It's not know. gonna suck. It's not gonna fucking suck at all. Well, no, you know it could be like one of those one hit, and we're like, all oh, this build up for three and a half seconds, but. St- <laughs> Seeing that yeah. fucking, like, Mike Tyson at 50-something years old blasting another fucking Boy knockout. Yeah. Like, that's how you go out with the fucking rainbow on your back. Just what like, the fuck are we even talking about right I now? Don't We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Axe and Iron podcast. That has Iron Mike Tyson, motherfucker. Oh, there you go. Has nothing to do with axes or iron. But then, I, yeah, we're talking about my, <laughs> Iron Mike Tyson. <laughs> iron Mike Tyson. God, Hell, he's yeah. just a brute of a fucking man dude Jeez. that guy's he's an alien <laughs> dude is that dude's ripped yeah. um yeah what else everything else all good super secret project we can't talk about even though i hate super secret projects oh um, black raven shit with uh let's talk about that for a second with um whiskey uh, river shit yeah help me out brandon sorry brandon. sorry brandon um our, so one of I, our guys won the axe you did oh the double bit. that that one that one that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Who was that? So, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Jeremy. Jeremy. Kenan. Kenan. Something like that. Whatever. Um, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to the podcast and you know thinking that uh, me and Roy know what the fuck we're doing because we have no idea. Uh, but yeah, congratulations um, on winning that amazing axe. Uh, and shout out to Brandon from Whiskey River Trading Company. So um, it's Jeremy Kenyon Kenan from Black. From Black Boar and Co. Uh, oh, yeah. he, and his wife, he and his wife do leather work and whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know how all the entries went, but it's like the more you enter, the the better you chances are win or whatever. Yeah, and Brandon. I saw I your, the way you did that. Yeah. I was not happy about that. <laughs> I went on there. I'm like, what the, I'm not doing all this shit. <laughs> pyramid scheme. I think I signed up for the uh, 
What did, how did you get your first entry? I think you have to sign up for the newsletter. I was, I, I was excluded. I was not, I could not win the act that I fucking was. <laughs> Why'd you want it? It's just a stupid black raven. Fuck off. That, dude, <laughs> seriously. Um, Chad, no. Bar- Chad Barron's from Baron Axe House. He did the head, he did the head restoration. Then it yeah. went to me. Um, well, he bought it, Brandon bought it from Chad. Yeah. And yeah I yeah. restored it. Um, Dude, that thing turned out so freaking nice, and the yeah, and that pa- the pattern on that thing is just absolutely gorgeous. But man, dude, I love working on black ravens. But this project that I've got going on, and I've been—it ta- seems like I've been talking about it forever, just because I've been dragging my goddamn feet on it for Brandon. Right. I've got five ravens done, hung, yeah. ready to go, minus yeah. leather, and I fucking hate doing leather. Yeah, you just and gotta I was, like sacrifice a day to do leather. Well. It, so it takes me about three hours to do one sheath, okay? <laughs> you need to get a helper in there that knows no. how to do leather. <laughs> three hours, start to finish. Sounds um, like me carving a hammer handle. <laughs> oh, it's, it's torture. And so I've got nine sheaths that I have to make. It's 27 hours of work. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you can see why I haven't gotten, like, really excited to and work on them. And the are all done. Yeah, they're they're in the house. They're just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And what's he doing with those? Are they going to be for sale or more giveaways? They are. Stuff? They are going to be for sale on Black Friday. So you oh, go to right. right. Whiskey it's Rivers, be- and you have to sign up for his newsletter to get access to these special Black pieces. Raven Friday. And and I'm working on these uh, five carvers for Brandon. Though I finished those from uh, uh, Todd, right? The elder guy. Awesome. The elder animal. Yep. Um, and I think I'm getting another batch in like December or something, but these turned out really nice. So I'm going to ship them off to Brandon and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully fingers. Cr- I need to, I need to get a hold of a uh, total boat. I need to get some more epoxy because one of the, the first project that I did got all fucked up. The second one, I poured it and I came out today to check on it. Right. And it and it stuck to my mold and I took my fucking dead blow and I tried to shear off the high density polyethylene mold and then it cracked the fucking epoxy. And then I got to looking at it and feeling it. Well, it didn't crack it. It just sheared off because the fucking epoxy, the epoxy hadn't set and cured yet because I'm a Uh, fucking idiot. mm. Wrong shit. Hurry up and fuck it up. Seriously. I should have just I should have just left it alone. They make so many. They make so many different fucking combinations on how, like, the size you're pouring, the quickness that you want it to set. So I just need to get a hold of them and say, here's what I want to do. Tell me what you, tell me which fucking uh, total boat uh, I need to get. Or I can talk to Derek from Malden uh, and see what he has to say. Thank you. Did you see that, you see that <laughs> nice little sweet setup he's got right now where he hits the pumper and it, like, perfectly mixes the, the hardener yeah. and the pump? Yeah, yeah they, they, it comes with those and their little kits. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about that shit. They sent me a, like a, it was like a starter kit, a couple gallons here and then. Yeah, total oh, boat. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So Dude, I had listening, a customer. <laughs> go ahead. Seriously, if you're listening to total boat and you want to get on board. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. Hey, hey uh, I'm um, here. I'm here. I had a customer bring in, uh, I don't really do a whole lot of brazing, but when mm-hmm. I do, it's like kind of fun. Uh-huh. He brought in a um, broken, <laughs> so the story's pretty good. 
uh, he, he calls the story me up. is good. The story leading up to this. Yes. He okay. calls me up. He says, I got this hacksaw frame. I bought it at an antique store for $150. And I, or, or it was a whole power hacksaw motor, everything. And oh, a power. Okay. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Powered hacksaw. And he says, um, it's really rare. It's really unique. I've never seen another one like it. We looked on the internet. We can't find anything about it. And I said, Oh, he says, how much would you charge me to fix it? I give him a price. He says, oh, I'd like to get it fixed. When can I bring it by? I said, bring it by tomorrow. I said, I'll try and get to it at the beginning of the week. And um, this was over the weekend. So he comes over and he he, lay, he pulls up in my parking lot. And he, I own a parking lot. We don't meet in a parking lot. There's a parking lot directly in front of my house. But anyway, <laughs> puts it on the table. And uh, I'm looking at it. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, he's got his son's there, and he's like, yeah, we've been looking all over. We can't find another one like it. And it was a, it was a not a really named brand. It wasn't like a champion or something that everybody knows. It was um, HC Co. or something like that. It was some mm. off the wall thing. Well, anyway, I've had this power hacksaw sitting in front of my shop for nine years. Oh my God! Don't somebody, tell me somebody brought it to me and left it here and said, here, this is yours. Well, the Earth is trying to reclaim it. It's like okay. sinking into the ground, and it's just yeah. like become a staple in front of my shop now. There's this old power hacksaw. So I walk over to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's the same one that I've had sitting here for nine years. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my gosh. He's like looking at it. He goes, that's crazy. You had the – oh, mine's missing this piece, and mine's missing that. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll probably sell you that hacksaw cheaper than I would to fix your old one. Oh, you my God. Bought. Really? And he goes, he goes – well, how about you fix the other one? I'll pay you what you want for that, and I'll buy the other one from you. Double was, score. Yeah, so I said, okay, cool. So I uh, brazed it all back together, which is like, if you've never done brazing before on cast iron, it's like, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get the hang of, but once you get the hang of it, it's super satisfying. Like, so the bronze at, rod like melts into the cast iron and just creates this like puddle of magic that so, fuses everything together. So for the listeners out there, try to explain what brazing actually is. Because it seems like it's a cross between soldering and welding to me. That's all exactly what it is. That was actually a good explanation of it. Um, so brazing, uh, without getting like super, super technical, you're basically heating up the uh, broken, in this case it would be cast iron. A lot of people brazed cast iron back in the day because you there there is process to weld it now. But the, the way you fixed it back in the day was with bronze rod. And you would heat the cast iron up to about uh, six to 800 degrees. Mm-hmm. And you would start to melt the bronze rod into the um, cast iron. And it would, like, on a molecular level, the pores in the cast iron would open up through heat and the bronze mm-hmm. would actually melt and fuse itself into the cast iron. Okay. Um, and it was just the, the way you did it versus now they have a nickel rod, which you can weld directly on top of the crack, but mm-hmm. people prefer brazing because it actually gets down into all the nooks and crannies. Like think about it like a split piece of wood that you would, right, fill, right, with, right. That you would fill with epoxy to make it strong again. Yep. It's the same principle, whereas the nickel rod, which is the modern way that people fix cast iron now, you actually just lay the bead directly on top of the crack. Mm-hmm. So when you when you fill it with bronze rod, when you braze it, you can actually sand it and grind it all back off and like make the piece look like it did originally. 
So I did the best I could with that. And actually, when he originally dropped it off, I was like, look, dude, I'm not going to sand this thing and make it look pretty again. That's up to you if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I did such a good job, and I was happy with the bronze pair. <laughs> well, I was happy with the repair. I shouldn't say I did a good job because it is it is kind of a pain in the ass. And I did it, it took so well. The bronze took so well to it that I was like, well, I, I got all this extra time. I can't mm-hmm. not like make it look nice again for him. So I sent him a picture of it today, and he's like, holy shit, that was fast, and that looks amazing and i was like cool so he's gonna come this week and uh pick up that that was a cool little project for today though yeah i saw you posted that up yeah yeah shout out to harris products thank you harris so whenever (laughs) so whenever you're heating heating up the the bronze rod you're just you have just a small portable torch or what no so i actually i just use a settling uh, uh torch just like you would for cutting steel um now there are brazing tips and everything but i'm lazy and i didn't switch it out and i just used the regular cutting tip because if you turn your gas pressure down Mm -hmm. you you can actually control it just like you do with a brazing tip but no so you actually bring the metal you're not the rod with the torch you're getting the um the the piece really hot yes and then the piece in like solder yes exactly the piece Mm -hmm. is actually melting the rod so that's that's the difficult part too because a lot of people just want to like Melt the fucking rod into the crack. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You can it's actually gotta, go, It's got to pull it in. It's got a bond to it. Yeah, you can yeah. actually, like, if, if you just melt rod on top of cast iron, you can walk up to it and basically flick it with your fingernail afterwards, and it'll pop right off. That's so, what would yeah. happen if I did it. Exactly. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I don't wish for people to break cast iron because it, it does suck when it happens. But, mm-hmm. uh it's, it's very cool to repair when done correctly and like everything. We had to do a bunch of it. Ilya helped me with a bunch of it on the 100-pound uh, little giant. We had to do some bronze filling on some of the guides where the, the wear marks were so deep that we actually had to fill it back up with bronze. So that was pretty fun. All right. So talking about repairs, I know we're getting close to the end of time here, but what, what about the 100-pound little giant? Um, all I just got, I have to I have to buy a piece, okay? I've been trying to fix this piece, and I have like five hundred dollars <laughs> into this one yep. piece now. I have like five, I almost have six hundred dollars into this one piece, and the fucking piece new is only three hundred dollars. So I just need oh. to buy this piece. <laughs> there I just, you go. I got a five hundred dollar education. Don't try and fix. Greg, if you listen to the podcast from Little Giant, which I think he does. I should have just listened to you when you told me to just buy the fucking piece. There you go. So yeah, as soon as that's done, it's gonna be a motor. Uh, it's gonna be a matter of mounting a motor on it and being done with it. Be like maybe Christmas break or something. That's what I'll be doing. So what is this piece that you have overpaid for and it's still called a? Work? Oh shit! You asked me that too quick. It's called a crosshead. Anybody that knows anything about power hammers, the crosshead is the part that sits on the front of the flywheel. So it's okay. the part that actually spins around and gets all your arms and the mechanical pieces to swing up and down and like get moving. So, so this, you, this piece you, was machined bad. I think we talked about this. Yeah, this, you said it was all was, fucked up. It was all fucked up from the factory. And I tried to – I had a machinist, a professional machinist, fix one part of it. And as he was fixing that part, he found more fucked up parts on it. So mm-hmm. I get it back, which I'm is typical, on, which is typical. It's like taking your car to a mechanic. There's always yeah. more shit wrong with There's it. There's always more stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I just need to buy that piece and then fucking start putting it back together. But it's not a priority either. So it's just like, 
Yeah, we mm-hmm. have other hammers. We have other hammers here. Yeah, but so. you're so close. We did a quick engine swap on Ilya's fucking yeah. car. That went I... faster than this entire power hammer <laughs> restoration. That, you know, uh, <clears throat> engine swap for most people would take a couple days. No, we did it in six hours. Like, complete awesome. start, finish, fired it back up and everything. And it was probably like eight hours. It wasn't six. We did it. Uh, no, it probably, yeah, it was probably eight hours. But anyway, we started at lunchtime one day and we were driving it the next day, lunchtime. So that's good. What did he blow his motor up? So apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, apparently there's a thing with these guys with Matt and Ilya. So Matt blew his car up when he first got here because apparently you don't check the oil in those cars. Oh, my God. And then Ilya blew his car up because apparently you don't check the oil in those cars. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with these guys? Anyway, whatever. How do you not check the oil? Jesus. So Ilya bought a motor. Uh, He blew that up, I want to say, at the end of summer. And um, it wasn't like – it was kind of like an unwritten thing that we both talked about. Like, hey, once we get the building up, we'll have a spot to put your car and we'll swap the motor. Mm-hmm. So building's finished now. So Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I just pulled his car over underneath the building. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. And I just started tearing into it. And me and so Mike. So he, he already had a motor sitting over there for Yeah, so we bought, he, he bought a motor literally the day after his blew up. He found a, a motor on eBay from a local guy. And the guy delivered what? it to us. Yeah. What? For, uh, I believe it was 450 bucks for a motor that had like 40,000 miles on it, whereas the old motor had 200,000. Jeez so, Louise. Yeah. So we swapped out a couple of accessories um, and, you know, put the transmission and everything back on. And it was all good. Everything's all good. So now he's up and running again. He's got, like a little happy smile on his face every time he gets in his car now because he was driving his wife's car back and forth. And, yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's all done. Welcome to What the Fuck Did We Just Talk About in this podcast. Mm. Hey, guys, real quick, before we go to all the listeners out there, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor. You know, Well, th- th- yeah, they're our sponsor. They sponsor the Axe and Iron Podcast. They are doing Evaporust is doing No Rust November. So it's a little contest they run, and you post a before and after picture of your restoration project, feature your Evaporust bottle in the background of your project, tag Evaporust, and they're going to give you, like, a big prize pack of Evaporust. It's super easy to do. So if you're going to restore something, go to Amazon, use the code 25AXIRON, get your 25% off of your Evaporust gallon, uh, a gallon and a half, three and a half, I don't know, whatever. Use 25AXIRON and then submit to the Evaporust Instagram, the uh, No Rust November, and you'll get, like, a whole big prize pack. So likes count as one point. Comments count as five points, so do something cool, and they'll send you a bunch of shit for free. That's awesome. I remember them doing the whole bracket thing last year. Yeah, they last had some year. really good, they really did. good entries. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions about that, just DM Evaporust. It's evapo underscore rust, and um, they'll get your questions answered. But yeah, no rust November. It runs through the entire month of November. There's like no strings attached to it. It's basically. Do a restoration with Evaporust and show the before and after. That's it. And you have a chance to win a bunch of shit. So shout out to Evaporust for um, running such a cool uh, thing for the month of November. And then after November's done, me and Roy have a super awesome giveaway that we're going to do as well. That is correct. So um, stay tuned for that one. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good good thing. You want to do shout outs? 
Uh, shout out. Um, I'll give Roy a little bit of, I talked about him a little bit in the beginning of the show, Mike, <laughs> this is a nut. You know what? I didn't even notice this about his name. Oh, it is Mike underscore the underscore <laughs> knife underscore Johnson. Mike the Knife Johnson on Instagram. <laughs> underscore Mike, love. <laughs> underscore love. Mike is a, uh, his profile says he's a part-time bladesmith, which is crazy because his knives are beautiful. He brought some for us to check out here. Super, super clean work. But he is the guy, and I'm not shouting him out because he bought the Little Giant, but he's the guy that bought the Little Giant. And I ended up um, following him and checking his stuff out. And, man, does he make some crazy, crazy cool knives. So, yeah, Mike underscore the underscore <laughs> knife underscore johnson mike Jesus. the knife johnson what do you got roy <laughs> all right so uh two people one uh wiseman crossing my buddy terry that lives up the road uh super awesome guy uh he's a he's a retired vet so um he's doing really cool work and then secondly uh i'd like to give a shout out to nick anger knives um, so I was talking to my wife about it and, uh, she, after she listened to the show, she was like, I bet you pissed that dude off. And I was like, <laughs> I, bet, I bet you sound like a real asshole to that guy. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to say that from my perspective, I, I'm, I don't know a lot about knives and it might have come across as a little offensive or abrasive, but I was trying to illustrate that. I don't know because what the I'm fuck not, you're looking at. Well, I don't <laughs> exactly. know because I yeah. don't have hands and eyes on those things all day, every day, like people in the knife community. So, Nick Anger, uh, we need to get you on the show. Uh, and I don't know uh, if that's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I, I know that you all said he was a little shy and yeah. whatever. And Nick's a good dude. Maybe he's too big to fit on the screen or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> he's a big guy. Nick's a big but, guy. But. Uh, uh, anyway, I'd like to say, Nick Anger, um, it looks like you're doing amazing work, so keep it up. And Terry from Wiseman Crossing, uh, hope everything works out. And <laughs> thanks keep, for hanging out with me. Th- thanks for night. hanging out, <laughs> having pizza and, and beer. And you know, next time we're gonna get together at his place and have some pizza and beer up there. And there you go, dude. He, his shop is fucking immaculate. He's doing great work, and he's also doing knife scales. So. Good things to come from Terry Wiseman what was his Crossing. Name? Wiseman Crossing? Wise Wiseman Crossing. Let me see if there are any underscores in there for you. I know you <laughs> Wise underscore man cross. Uh, wise man underscore crossing. That's right. There you go. Uh, Terry wise Flannery. Uh, super good guy. Yeah, Terry. Uh, all right. Very cool. Guys, for the next show, we're going to try and do this 15 minutes of fury episode. Jeez. I'm going to try and get it together. I'm going to get my shit together, just get everybody lined up. We're going to have past guests on. They're going to have 15 minutes to tell us what's going on. That's going to be the format. We're going to try and squeeze five people into an hour and 15 minute episode. So from me, Chris Cash at Mount Phillip Metalworks and Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works, this is a wrap on the Axe and I. I almost died.